Thanks for tuning in to the Harvest Springs weekly podcast. Every week we'll provide you with the weekend message from our Sunday service. So uh, the lyrics to that song are so catchy, right? And uh, how many of you would be willing to admit that you know, actually know that song? You've heard it before, right? Even some of the youngest ones in, in the building have heard that song before. And the lyrics are just so catchy. And most of us could probably sing it at any given moment. But as we read those lyrics, we feel as though this is how love ought to be. No hurt, right? Don't hurt me. No more. That's what we kind of think love is. But we think about love as this rosy and, and every moment is straight out of a fairy tale. But love doesn't look like a fairy tale. Some of you, I got to amen on that one. That's good. Uh, <laughs> some of you, some of you may be hopeless romantics here today. And when you think about love, you currently have this kind of fairy tale love story going through your minds, but real love doesn't look like this. Our, our world has twisted and perverted the definition of love, and they've made it something that it's completely not. They've made it romantic and perverted, and that is not what love is. But let's face it, the word love is probably one of the most overused words and misused words in the English language, if we're being honest. Like this, I love sports. I love movies, especially those with like superheroes. I love those kind of movies. I love action movies. I love the color orange. I love dogs. I love the Florida Gators, right? Yeah, there we go. All right. Tim Tebow, right? I love, I love, I love those, that outfit you're wearing right there, sir. That's great. I love that outfit. I, I love, I love going to the movies instead of just watching it at home. I, I love, I love, I love, right? People say things, oh, I love, I love that outfit. Dude, I love those shoes. Those are so sick. I hear that all the time. You love my shoes? Okay, right? I, I love, 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 love. We hear the words so much. We even have a holiday that is dedicated to love, right? And tomorrow, loads and loads of people are going to spend loads and loads of money on things all for love, right? Maybe they've spent the money already, not just waiting for tomorrow. And people are just spending more and more money. But what is love really? What is it? Like I said earlier, our culture has so many definitions of what love is. And if you ask a man or a woman what love is to them, you're likely going to get two different definitions of what love is. In fact, if you were to go on the street and just ask many people, you might get as many definitions of love as you ask the people because people have different ideas 
of what love is. I mean, just look at some of this stuff. I mean, what says love better than a giant Bengal tiger and a box of chocolates, right? I mean, this is great. Someone's like, amen, that's what I got my wife. All right, all right. <laughs> For someone special, it's great, right? So, I mean, by the way, go Bengals, all right? Or, or we, get, we get these, some of these, these things you guys have probably seen. I think these, these things have been around since the beginning of time. I don't know, at least as, as much as I can remember. Who's ever seen the conversation hearts, right? What says love more than a hard-pressed candy heart that tastes like chalk <laughs> and has a message on it like, you're hot, that's great. My wife would love that. Or, or, oh, here we go. Love you. Or bestie. Or, oh, here's one that talks to the age we're in now. Text me. Yeah. What? Or the ever popular be mine. Right? And then, here we go. If you really want to show someone how much you love them, you get a giant greeting card. As if a card this size that costs 200 bucks isn't enough. You have to double that and get the giant card for somebody, right? And of course, it needs to say something super sappy, romantic, like this. You guac my world. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. If I got this for my wife, she'd be like, nah. So we all have this different view of what love is. And one more thing I have to share, because it's not bad enough that Christmas barely is over. We walk into the, all the stores we go into and Valentine's Day stuff is up everywhere. But now if you're like me, you get inundated on your social media account with all kinds of Valentine's Day stuff as well. Like for instance, something popped across my social media page I'm not sure why, I guess it's just trying to get me to buy something, obviously. And uh, I, I see it and I'm like, are you kidding me? Someone actually buys this stuff? And so when I describe it, you'll understand what I mean. But I'm like, but then I started thinking, I'm like, you know what? There's probably going to be some guys out there, husbands out there that are going to buy this for their wives. And they're going to think that this is romantic or funny or some combination of the both. And what it is, I'll describe it to you. It's a card like about this big square and it has like a necklace hanging off of it. And then the necklace is, it's okay. It's, it's not like something you'd get from K Jewelers. I mean, it looks more like something you'd win at the fair, but I mean, it's a necklace on it. And uh, here's the message that's on the, the card. All right. I kind of edited it slightly. All right, here we go. It says, to my smoking hot wife. First of all, I don't think that my wife would want me to refer to her as that. But then it says, I'm not perfect. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I probably annoy you. Probably. Yeah. Tease you and say stupid things. And then it actually says, occasionally. <laughs> yeah, right. But you'll never find anyone who loves you as I do. And that's kind of an aw moment, right? You could have ended it there, but of course it doesn't end it there. No, 
It goes on to say something like this. I promise to still hold you and squeeze you tight even when you're old and wrinkly. <laughs> what? If I said, if I gave that to my wife for Valentine's Day, happy Valentine's Day. Here's a necklace that's probably going to break in two weeks and stain your neck. And it says something about you being old and wrinkly. No, probably not. That is not romantic. But this goes to show you how people have different ideas and different definitions of what love is, especially men and women. In fact, we actually all feel and receive love differently. But what is the true definition of love? What's the true definition? See, the truth is this, the perfect definition of love can only be found in our Father in heaven. That's it. The true definition of love can only be found in our Father in heaven. In fact, check this out, you, can, you can't really love anyone unless Christ is at the center of it. I'll say that again. You can't really love anyone unless Christ is at the center of it. Now, you might think that over these next couple weeks in this series that we're going to be doing called Love Is, that we're going to be talking about romantic love, and that's all this is about, and you would be wrong. So I don't want anyone to check out, no matter who you are here today, whether you're married, not married, whether you're single, whether you're a student, I don't want you to check out because this is for everyone here. This is for everyone that's in the building today because we're talking about what it really means to love others as Christ loves us. And that applies to all of us here today. You see, when we're in conflict and we're in these life-changing events, we need to choose to love first because that's what Jesus did. When disagreements come and we're in disagreements and they happen, how many of you know disagreements happen? Yeah, they happen. Just look on social media, look anywhere, look in your household. Disagreements happen. And instead of getting angry and wanting to throw that person out the window, you know you've tried to do that before or at least thought it. Instead of doing that, let's seek to love them as God loves them. So how do you, how do you respond to people? That's my question today. How, how do you respond to people in general? Are your words filled with so much sarcasm that, that people can't really tell if you're being serious or not? Or is your heart so filled with selfishness that if a stranger were to come into your life, they would question whether or not they would actually like to be your friend? See, this is a heart check for us. This is a heart check, and it's time for us to take an honest look and take an honest and open look at our reputation for the way that we treat people and the way that we act towards others, the way that we interact with them. Can our interactions with others, is it, is it defined by God's love? 1 John is a book in the Bible that we're going to be looking into multiple times today. And it's a book in the Bible that 
believers can look to that reminds us of how we're supposed to treat others. See, God's love was there at the very beginning. When when God created the world and everything in it, it was motivated by his love for us. See, his love, it made the way for us to deal with the penalty of sin. His love put Jesus on the cross. His love for us defines who we are and why we were created. Let's look in the book of Romans. In Romans chapter five, in verse eight, it says this, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were in the midst of disobedience, while we were in the midst of doing anything but obeying him, he loved us. He loved us first. Love is found in him. Love, he is the beginning of what love is. His heart is where love begins. You see, love is not in the heart of man and it's not in the heart of someone else. Love begins with him because he first loved. Let's look in 1 John. In 1 John chapter four, we're gonna start in verses nine through 10. And look what it says there. It says this, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. His love defines me. His love defines you. His love defines all of us. When we talk about God's love and how we are to treat others, what qualities and what characteristics come to your mind? Because when, when I say that, when I, when I talk about his love and how we're supposed to treat others, many of you have characteristics and qualities that come to mind. And those characteristics and those qualities we need, they can only be found in God's love towards us. One of the most popular passages in the Bible when it comes to the subject of love is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And most of you probably know this passage. You've at least heard it before probably. And if you haven't, uh, some of you uh, have heard parts of it. And maybe you've even seen it in different memes and things like that. Maybe some of you had this uh, script passage of scripture read at your wedding or you've heard it at someone else's wedding. You've seen it maybe posted online. Maybe some of you even have this passage memorized. But I want to read to us this morning from 1 Corinthians chapter 13 when it talks about what love is. Let's read it together. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8. It says this, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. 
It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. If we truly want to know what love is, then we need to put on these characteristics that we just read. We need to put on these qualities because that's what love is, straight from God's word. It's funny to me that patience is first on the list. At least it is to me. I mean, maybe you guys are great with patience, but it's funny to me that patience is first on the list because don't you find it hard to be patient with people and circumstances sometimes? No, I'm the only one. I'm the only one. I mean, who would be bold enough to say that uh, you lost your patience this past week a little bit? Yeah, me. I'm, reading, I'm raising my hand. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to have patience in different circumstances and with people. We are so impatient and we always want our needs met first. In fact, most of us wouldn't, wouldn't actually say those words most of the time. We won't, we won't say, hey, I want my needs met first. But yet if we were to examine our actions and the things that we do and say, that's what we're speaking to others is that I want my needs met first and then we can worry about what you need. And that's the selfishness that creeps in and keeps us from really loving others. See, but love waits. Love seeks to see others succeed first. And that's amazing to me because that's hard for us. Let's be honest, it's, it's hard for us sometimes to be able to say, I want to see someone else succeed first before seeing myself succeed. Or even saying, I want to see someone else succeed first before my family succeeds. I want to put them ahead. It's hard for us. I want to share a quick story of something that happened just this past week. And it's an, ex it's an example of that. That when I was studying for this message, I realized I'm, oh, that just happened. Of people wanting others to succeed first. And I'm a, I'm a JV basketball coach, uh, and I coach a bunch of JV boys, and they range in ages. Uh, when, we, when you coach JV in the homeschool realm, they can actually be eighth grade. So we have all, eighth grade all the way up to like sophomores on our JV team, and it's a, a varying array of talent on our team and experience. And so this past week, we had our last couple of games. But on Monday, we had a game in Helena. And we were playing this team. It was actually my son's birthday, and my son is on the team. And he's never, uh, he's never really played basketball before, so he's getting, he's getting some experience and learning how to play. And Monday happened to be his birthday. And so we were all, all of his teammates and everybody, so we were trying to get him a birthday bucket. We just wanted him to be able to get that because he hadn't scored a bucket yet for the season. We only had that game and one other game for the season left. And so he was really hoping to get that, that basket. And so we were all working, and, it was, and he was in the game. He, take, he took a few good shots and just didn't make the shot. It was kind of rimmed out and didn't make it. Then 
we get towards the end of the game and now there's less than a minute left. And I found out this later from the other coach, but the other coach had called a timeout and he was calling his boys over because they were trying to do the same exact thing. They were trying to get one of their boys that had not scored yet. And it was, it was like one of, they only had one more game as well. And they were trying to get him to score a bucket as well. So they're trying to get uh, that teammate of theirs a bucket. And so they're working hard to do that. So he's setting up some plays for that as well. And it was actually their ball. So they had the ball and they're taking it out. So they get back out of the timeout. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, oh man, how can we get this? And so less than a minute left. One of my guys steals the ball. I'm like, oh, here it is. Here it is. Let's run the play. So he gets the ball in and he shoots it himself, which I'm like, what are you doing? Uh, and then, uh, then, we, then, he, then we get the rebound and they toss it to my son and he shoots the ball and it misses. And one of the other team gets the rebound. I'm like, oh no, here we go. And they give it to my son and he shoots. <laughs> I'm like, what? And then, and then I think he's thinking the same thing. Wait, what is going on? And then he, he misses and they, they get the rebound again and they, they pass it back to him and he makes it and he gets his bucket. So he got, he got his bucket, and, and uh, afterwards, afterwards, he was just saying, that was dumb. That was dumb. They just gave it to me. And I was like, and he was like, I said, no, that's not dumb, son. That was Christ-like love. They wanted to do the same thing. They were trying to get a, their teammate a bucket as well, but they were seeing, wanting to see someone else succeed ahead of their own needs. And the coach hadn't told them to do that. Obviously, he had told them to try to get a bucket for their own guy. And after the game, after the game was over, and I watched it back, I was I wanted to see that because I'm like laser focused on what's happening in the moment, and I was kind of both kind of nervous for him because I knew he was kind of probably feeling that way, like they were kind of giving it to him. But I, but also he was also nervous because he's trying to shoot it and make the make the basket, and I was just kind of nervous as I'm coach and dad all at the same time. And when he when they did that. Uh, in, in me, all kinds of emotions came up and I'm tearing up seeing that, that kind of sportsmanship, that kind of Christ-like character and love showing to, being shown to him and he makes the basket. So I was watching that. But when I watched it back from the view, you could see the other team's sideline. So they have all their boys because they, there was a huge team. They had like ton, they had more than enough to play like two more teams on the, on the court because they had a big, huge bench. And so they're, they're watching this happen too. And when he makes the shot, their whole bench, all their players jump off, off the bench and go, yeah, with excitement for a person that they don't even know to make a bucket. That's, that's wanting to see someone else succeed ahead of your own needs. That is love. See, love is really a choice. We need to choose to love others even when it's the hardest thing to do. Because let's face it, we have some people in our circle, in our lives, in our communities sometimes that are hard to love. Don't be nudging the person next to you. His love defines us. Therefore, we must define his love to the world. His love defines us. And so we must define his love to the world. We need to ask ourselves some hard questions. Questions like this. 
Are you an expression of his love to the world? Can God's love be seen in your actions? Is his love in you? Does his love define your words and your actions? Let's jump back to 1 John chapter 4. We're actually going to rewind a bit and go to verses 7 through 8. It says this, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. God is love. At the beginning, we said that you can't really love unless Christ is at the center of it. It's because God is love. So how are we going to really show love? How are we really supposed to to love someone else without God being in it? When God is love. His love motivates us to love others. When we begin to put on the love of God in our lives, we begin to find ourselves wanting and desiring to serve others. See, because love is not self-seeking. Everything changes when we first love God because he first loved us. How we view our friendships and relationships, it changes. We no longer have selfish desires, and instead we desire to believe and hope with others. So how will the world see God's love? Only through us. See, we are the vehicle through which God shows his love to the world. If we do not love others as God would love them, how will they know? If we're not loving the people in the community of Great Falls the way that God loves them, how will they know? So many of us don't love, at least not really. I know perfect love can only be found in the person of God. But our imperfect love is enough for an unbelieving world to see God loves them, to see God in us. We don't always get it right. We mess up. We we make mistakes when it comes to loving others and, and, and love sometimes gets misunderstood but we should be making every effort to love and to love first because of what God did for us and because he loved us first. Jumping back into 1 John chapter 4, now going back ahead to verses 11 through 12, it says this, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another, No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete 
in us. As we're getting ready to close today, I want us to watch this quick video. Don't you just love love? We love watching love stories unfold in movies. We love reading about love and probably vampires. We feel love from some people we love, like a grandparent. We also feel an absence of love from others who we used to love, like our ex. But one thing is true about everyone, we all hunger for love. But what exactly is love? L-O-V-E? The Bible describes love like this. Love is patient and kind. Love doesn't mind waiting a little longer and cutting someone some slack. Love lifts people up and gives generously in a self-centered culture. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. Love accepts all, rejects none, and respects everyone. Love is quick to give way to another person. Love is not irritable like a whiny baby, which accurately describes what I look and sound like when I wake up. Most people can keep track in their heads of favors, slights, of who's winning the score and all of that. But love maintains a clean slate, and the score is always you having one more point than me. In a world where marriage means less and less, true love never gives up, never loses faith, even in the midst of the most difficult circumstances. Love always holds out hope in every situation. Love lasts forever. Now, doesn't that sound like something you want in your life? Well, good. It's available to you. Don't settle for anything less. Remember, love on earth isn't always perfect. Love gets a bad rap because people often love badly. So be someone who loves well. Be someone who loves without holding back. Become love in your circle of friends, in your school, at your job, even in your house. Be love wherever you go this week. Don't you just love love? Well, then love like it today. Is your everyday life defined by God's love or is it selfishly motivated? Are your actions characterized by selfishness, sarcasm, or hateful words and actions? Maybe today can be a defining moment in your life to change how you treat others. We make God visible when we love others. The invisible becomes visible. This is what God intended from the beginning. He desires for his children to fall so madly in love with him that it causes an unbelieving world to see who he is and to see his love. Scripture tells us in Romans chapter one that God reveals himself every day in his creation. But it's even more powerful when his children scream out with their words and their deeds that I love God. Are you screaming out that in the way that you talk to others? in your words, and your actions, and your deeds? Are you screaming out, I love you, God? Is that what people hear and see from you?
Are you up for the challenge? Today, later this evening, the big game is happening. Can't say the other word. The big game is happening today. And those two teams have probably heard this already leading up to the game. And they'll probably even hear it in the locker rooms today before they go out. In some form or fashion, they'll hear, are you up for the challenge? Are you ready for this? And we're talking about a football game. And while it could be super important to some, it's nowhere near as important as what we're talking about when we're talking about showing the gospel and showing the love of God to our community and to the circle of people around us. So are you up for the challenge? Loving people like Christ isn't an option for the believer. Loving others begins with a deep understanding of his love for you. You see, you can simplify it with these three statements. God loves me. I love God. And I love others. Period. God loves me. I love God. And so I love others. That's what love is. So today, before we leave, I have a question for you. And the question is simply this. Who is one person that you need to love better? Who is one person that you need to love better? Maybe when you hear that question, a person automatically pops into your head. Maybe multiple people pop into your head when you think about that question. So I want to ask you to be bold today. I'm going to ask you to, to raise your hand with me because when I hear that question, someone pops into my head. So I want to ask you guys the same question. When I ask that question to you, did someone pop into your head? Raise your hand if someone pops into your head. You know, that's someone, there's someone I need to love better. Maybe it's a group of people. It might even be someone that you're like, that person is so hard to love. You don't understand. I don't even think that they deserve for me to love them. That's okay because we didn't deserve the love that Christ showed us either. But yet he did anyways. And he loved us first. And he sent his son to die for each and every one of us. That's love. And so I want to challenge you this week maybe even today, how can you start by walking out these doors and say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna love that person better today. I'm gonna show them the same love that Christ shows. So I got one more challenge for you. I, wanna, I want you to take out, if you have a phone, I want you to take out your phones. Just take them out. Take out your phones. Go to your notes or wherever you get, wherever you set your reminders on your phones. If you don't have your phones with you, get a piece of paper and write it down. If you don't have a piece of paper uh, or anything like that, I want you to just make a, a really strong mental note. And I want you to remember this. I want you to write down in your notes, 
I need to love, and then put that person's name down, better. Starting today, starting this week. And I challenge you to do it. Don't just make it something we just hear on a, on a Sunday morning and then we just leave the building and we're like, that was a good message, but you know what? I'm just gonna go on being the same person I've always been. I'm not gonna love like Christ love. I'm gonna look out for my own selfish desires. Let's leave today challenged. Let's take our next steps towards Christ by actually being like him and loving others and showing others who he is in our actions and the way we love. Last thing, just like we saw in the video, be love to that person. Be love to those people around you in our community. Be love to those in your home. Let's pray. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for your word. God, I thank you for the opportunity to be here and to serve you. God, I thank you for your word that's, that's went forth today. And I gotta ask that you would not let it just be words that we hear and we go and we don't allow it to change us, to transform our lives. But God, I ask that you would allow this to be a catalyst today of change, that we would change the way that we treat people. We would change the way that we love others and we would truly love like you love. God, help us to be love to the community of Great Falls. God, help us to be love to those in our, in our family, even those who don't love us back. God, help us to be love to those who disagree with us. God, help us to be love to those who don't think the way we think. God, help us to be love to those who offend us. God, help us to be love to those who anger us. God, help us to be love because you are love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to the Harvest Springs podcast. Our hope is that you hear the truth of God's word and that you are encouraged and challenged by it. If you would like to take your faith journey to the next level, check out the Getting Started plan on our mobile app or our website, harvestsprings.com. The Getting Started Plan is a seven-day video-based teaching that will help you start your relationship with Jesus off in the right direction. And if there's anything that we can do to help, just fill out a connection card on our website or on the mobile app.